couple fancy football boys here on a Tuesday. It's game week. We have finally made it. Johnny Venerable, Bobrock, PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. The Arizona Cardinals head to Washington to take on the commanders in just six days. Johnny Venerable Bobrock here to break it all down with you. Bo, how are we doing on this football Tuesday? I mean, it's it's game week, baby, right? We are just days away from the Arizona Cardinals opening up the 2023 campaign. We got a Thursday night football game between now and then. So that'll kind of keep us, uh, that'll keep hold us over before the Cardinals take the field against Washington. But also what's going to hold us over is all the, the drama inside the walls, the facility in Tempe. All that quarterback competition continues to go. And, of course, what's going on with Kyler Murray? What's the latest on him? Most recently, Johnny, we talked about it in our audio-only podcast that you can catch right now wherever you find pods. But, of course, uh, Kyler Murray's Captain Kyler these days. He continues to be, and that was a big storyline yesterday. A lot of people giving us grief in the chat. I'm going to be real with everybody. I forgot Tank Tuesday was today because I was so fired up for the show in game week. Plus, special episode of PHNX Cardinals immediately following this one. Mm -hmm. My co-host, Bo Brock, Saul Bookman, Greg Dorch, the premiere of the All Purpose Podcast right after this show. So I don't think we were going to subject Bo Brock to tanking it on back-to-back shows with our boy, number 83, Greg Dorch. So... Tank Tuesday, we'll be back next week, but it's game Tuesday. It's after a holiday. Let's all just enjoy the fact the Arizona Cardinals, they're 0-0 right now. They may not be 500 again this year. We don't know, right? We're we're taking our dubs. We can get them. I took a dub today watching that that press conference with Drew Petzing, Bo Brock. Took a big dub? Yeah, I took a big dub. I took a big win <laughs> with Drew Petzing, basically stating what I think is the obvious, but it's great for everybody to hear. Like, Kyler Murray's our franchise quarterback. We weren't live yesterday. Kyler Murray named one of six team captains for the Arizona Cardinals, Bo. And it's just doubling down and doubling down and tripling down. K1, whenever he does come back and play this year, and Gannon reaffirmed it today on local radio, like he's the guy. He's the guy for 2023. Anybody saying they can speculate or they can project what's going to happen in in the offseason, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where they're going to pick, what it's going to look like. But for this year, Bo Brock, they certainly seem all in with their franchise quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you love to see it because the previous regime was not about that. They were trying to play this game uh, out in, in as far as in the public forum, in the public arena. They were mudslinging through different sources and airing out the organization's dirty laundry yeah. To do what? To accomplish what? To get the price tag down on a franchise quarterback? You just got to pay market value on that. And they ended up doing that and still shot themselves in the foot. And I think, uh, you know, it's just refreshing to see that the new regime from the top of the organization all the way down to the coaching staff to the players, they have their franchise quarterbacks back. And that's what has to happen. I mean, the way that you're going to get Kyler Murray back on track is not isolating and putting him on a, an island and saying, you play better or else. No, it's, it's right. you lift this guy up. You lift him up and you, you tell him how talented he is and you build around him and you try to break some of the bad habits that, that were there and get him back on the track where he was the first three years. Offensive rookie of the year, two-time Pro Bowler, guy that had MVP 
caliber uh, moments in his young career. So I, you, you love to see it because Jonathan Gannon, Monty Osfort, they they know how to elevate guys. They know how to get guys on track and they know how to tap into their potential. Well, I don't think the previous regime was set up for that. So it's it's really good to see. And you're right. I mean, we can watch the five touchdown passes from Caleb Williams over the weekend. You can watch Drake May in North Carolina beat South Carolina. You can watch the kid from Duke upset Clemson. Uh, you can look at all the talented quarterbacks in the 2024 class. But the fact remains, there's a guy that's under contract uh, in Kyler Murray. And, you know, he's working his way back to play for this team this year. Bo can speak for himself on this, and he will. But I'm going to go on the record right now on this podcast, week one, and it's like there will be times this year over college football weekend, the NFL week, where I am praising both Kyler Murray and Caleb Williams <laughs> simultaneously. I am allowed to do that. You are allowed to do that, right? This show will do that. Like, we are naive to think that Caleb Williams is not a phenom draft pick first overall and subsequently also think it, it would be great if things work out with Kyler Murray. We want that to happen. Use that that top 10 pick on something else potentially, but that we're not going to trash one or the other. It's You guys can have your cake and eat it too when it comes to both because, again, the future has not been written, but I think the future has been written for K1 in this, in this ownership group and this administrative group dating back to the offseason because you know, we added source like, this is not BS. This isn't a public stunt. They didn't take Kyler Murray aside in the offseason and say, listen, we're going to sit you all year. We're going to jet sit you out of here in, in 2024. That did not happen. It's the opposite. They've been supportive. Kyler Murray's been bought in. I mentioned this on our audio-only podcast, like the narrative surrounding K1 off the field. That has been debunked internally by Jonathan Gannon and company. Because like Gannon and Austin Ford came into this with a clean slate. They, I mean, they wanted to work with Kyler Murray. They didn't have to commit to K1. They could have told Michael Bidwell, we're going to wait and see what happens. We want this young guy to be bought in. And guess what? He has bought in. And I think that lends himself incredibly well to this year and him playing well. He is going to have a say. We mention it seemingly every week now on whether or not the Cardinals draft Caleb Williams or Drake Maybust or whomever they, they opt to. <laughs> They're gonna, he's going to have a chance. He's going to go out there and be able to empty the clip, yeah. for lack of a better term, football-wise, end of 12 game this fall and decide, no, 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 I'm still the Kyler Murray of old, and I can elevate my teammates. I can be able to be that consonant pro out there that we have not had at the position since Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer, like, let me carry the baton. And if he goes out there and, we, and he plays well, which I think he will, and he buys into this offense, then they're going to keep him. But if he goes out there and he doesn't play well, they're going to have decisions to make. It's all up to Kyler Murray at this point because I think he's going to be cleared with enough time to be able to cement his flag into this season. Yeah, I mean, I think what what's fun about this, and we talk about the Cardinals on a daily basis. Really, the only like uh, daily Arizona Cardinals podcast with where we're in the facility and we're we're talking to the coaches, we're talking to the players, we're getting insights from all around. And then you look at you know what's going on collegiately, what you're looking at from an NFL draft perspective, and you're looking at it from the the from the perspective of this is the beginning of a rebuild mm -hmm. and you see that Kyler Murray still at 26 years old has all the potential in the world to be the guy and they can still navigate around, you know, close to a $50 million cap hit each and every season. But then also you see, you know, the NFL business side of this to where the Arizona Cardinals, if they bottom out if the Houston Texans bottom out and they're sitting there with one, one, that there's conversations to be had. And if you think that, you know, definitively which way they're going to go, 
I think you're wrong. I really do. I don't think that this, I think that this organization is setting themselves up to pivot in any direction, just like you're a coach on the sideline and you've got your plan in place. You've got your game plan. You've got which direction you want to go, but then the opposition punches you in the mouth and sometimes game plans go out of the window or you make those adjustments, right? And I think that that's what the Arizona Cardinals are setting themselves up to do, which is the smart thing to do, especially in a cap league, you know, in, in, a, in a league where the reality of this business is brutal, where you can have a guy on top of the world and be one of the top, you know, five players in this league. And then the next thing you know, injury strikes, production falls off a cliff, and you have to go find yourself a new quarterback, new running back, wide receiver on the defensive side of the football. So, you know, I mean, and we're covering every day. So, the, you know, this is something that that's going to remain fluid and we're going to have fun with all of it. And, you know, that's part of Tank Tuesday as well. It's like the fun parts of the tank, 11 plus draft picks that the Arizona Cardinals have and the way that they rebuilt this roster and, and how they've kind of accumulated assets, draft capital and salary cap space for the 2024 offseason. That's the fun part of the tank. You can yeah. it's it's fun because. One, we get to wear tank tops, Johnny's favorite hot pink one, and I've got my sleeveless ones that I've I macrameed myself. So nice. it's it's all it's it's all part of it. I mean, this is this is what this season is. Now there's a lot of work that's gonna be done, right? And it starts this week, right? Seeing what guys like Drew Petzing and Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannett are made of and what the guys on the roster are made of and who are the building blocks going forward. So it's uh it's just all getting started. You know, Kyler Murray is a big part of that equation. I love this comment from Gannon. I'd saying like the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, they're going to play themselves. They're going to keep us from the top pick. The Texans may not. Absolutely. And that, I mean, that's called keeping your options open. Uh, Nathan, I love this. Keep it, keep it coming. Take, taking, uh, taking account what I said about Drake may the shit talking from someone who doesn't even watch college football, let alone the ACC. That's not true. I just don't watch a ton of ACC football. You're going to be eating your words on Drake may. Well, Drake may had two nice interceptions. I know they won uh, this weekend in their opener. I'll tell you what, Nathan, I have um, allowed Florida state to exit the ACC. They are now part of the big boy college football discussion with our college football draft show. We are allowed to now talk about ACC players because of what they did over the weekend. So congratulations to Florida state. Um, I do not want to watch UNC football this year. I will for you, I Nathan, but I don't want to. to I was talking Florida state. I was a, I was a Florida state hipster. I, I was sitting there. I, I was talking about that band before you even started listening, bro. Uh, man, I, you were talking about Purdue. I think before Jared verse, be baby. I think you were talking about, yeah, Purdue and some of those schools. <laughs> I think you were t- talking about Washington. I will State tell you, I will join you in, in the Clemson eight. My God, what the hell happened to that one's proud Maybe program? Maybe we should take an off-ball linebacker from Clemson. Play, <laughs> put them all over the place. Uh, uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Mm. Steve, Kime, Steve Kime's going to be talking about him on all the radio shows that for what mistakenly put him on air uh, throughout the season and talking draft. I literally, Nathan, he goes, just keep checking box scores on, on Drake May. I literally, Bo can attest to this. I screenshotted Drake May's box score and sent it to Bo <laughs> because I was laughing at it. There's your two touchdowns. Listen, 24-32-269 uh, in the ACC with two picks. I don't love that. L- listen, I could be he talking to played in SEC school. Played South Carolina. Do we count them? I think yes. we're ready to substitute <laughs> South Carolina and Florida State. Uh, I, listen, I picture. got talked. Go back and watch the draft tape last year. I had to talk myself into Tyree Wilson. Thank God that didn't come to fruition. If the Cardinals are sniffing around Drake Bay, 
Nathan, you can come and, and I'll eat all the crow on this podcast, but we we're, we're, God, thank the Lord we're not there yet. Hector in the chat, $2 super chat. Football is back, baby. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, Hector. Yeah. Thank you so much for hopping in today and keeping us uh, current with those super chats. I oh, was everybody just. I think that's what it was. I think F was for friggin'. Friggin'. Are you? Friggin'. No, I don't. Uh, everybody taking shots at your boy. I love it. Jose saying, Johnny, how about Dennis Gardeck? Which, where's your apologies, man? I gave him an apology a couple weeks ago. I will double down. Dennis Gardeck won over this coaching staff, so he won over me. He is a captain. He's a starter defensively. We're going to talk about that, Bull Brock. Like, legitimately, Dennis Gardeck had a tremendous offseason. To think about, I think this pass rush group is, is going to be pretty strong when everybody's at full health. Dennis Gardeck was one of the easiest people, in my opinion, to look at over the cap.com, cut him, save five million bucks, right. you know, Steve Kime guy. And look at him. Like he Nick Rallis, you talked to him today, lit up when talking about Dennis Gardeck. Like, I did not envision that happening. So kudos to old Dennis. Like, it's gonna have, I think, a nice year. Good for him. Worked his ass off, and and now he's gonna be able to just see another season in Arizona. Good for you, Dennis. I was wrong. Yeah. I was curious about it, so I asked Nick Rollis today, who was fired up. He brought the juice to his press conference. He was he was yeah. like pantomining stuff. He was jumping nice. around the podium. Uh, he's fired up for week one. And I said, you know, was Dennis Gardeck? I asked him, like, is was he under the radar? Was he a guy that kind of you came in here, you knew he was on the roster, and then he kind of made his way into your mind and like obviously developed into this this team captain, this this first team edge rusher on your defense he's like no I, I knew about Dennis Gardeck before I got in the building like I knew about his versatility he's somebody that kind of we were tipped off on uh just about you know before they became Arizona Cardinals coaches back in the Philly days so that to me was pretty fascinating that that Gardeck was he already kind of came in with his eyes open on a number 45 and you know obviously doesn't listen to this show or believe in the jack shit that we were saying which is good that's fine you supported you supported Dennis I I did not understand why he was on the roster similar to Colt McCoy that one aged a little bit better but you you supported Dennis more when than you I looked at when you looked at though the just the churning of this roster and you look at the cap number and you look at, you know, who has allegiances to where and who was a, a former Cardinals player and who was, you know, a part of the new wave. It just seemed like it was simple connecting in the dots. And yeah. if, if people are looking for accountability and us saying we're wrong, Johnny was wrong on this one. <laughs> Uh, and no, I was the one I, time this off I, look, season, I didn't yeah. say anything. I didn't say the most positive things either because we, what do we view Dennis, Dennis Gardeck is kind of a, a roadblock to right? A roadblock to BJ Ujolari, Zayvon Collins, Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas being is like heavy rotations of that pass rush. But like, I get the love affair with a guy like Dennis Gardeck. The guy was working at McDonald's, made his way from nothing to something at the NFL that's level. That's, that's what it's all about. Easy to root for, and absolutely it's going to be fun to see if he can kind of uh, turn back the clock and be that guy with those productive you know, seven and a half sacks and under 100 pass rush attempts like he was a couple of years ago. I think he's as healthy as he's ever been, and he's Nick Rollis, is, he, he's just an absolute scheme fit for Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon. Well, and I listen, I have been jaded by the prior regime and the coaching staff when it comes to some of these players where it's like, you know what, if you were a made man under Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury, like what makes you think that it's going to be the same now under this new regime and credit to Dennis, like 
Yeah, I, he wasn't just an afterthought to this show. Like, he was an afterthought to most people, uh, specifically starting defensively. Like, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world to say, well, no, they they like him. He's a jail guy. He's a glue guy. He can play special teams. They, they're going to keep him, right? Like, that that made sense to a lot of people. Not me, but a lot of other people made that argument. Like, to have him starting week one, and I don't know how long this is going to last. Ojolari, we'll talk about it. It's like third on the depth chart. That's not going to stick forever when he plays his, himself back in the – into you know playing shape i i will commend dennis because he worked his butt off and you know i never had it sourced they were going to get rid of him i just didn't understand why why they would keep him and now in hindsight it's like well of course they kept a guy like that because yeah. that's what gannon wants from a lot of his role players sub starters and defensively like we i talk about it all the time like reed blankenships of the world like dennis gardeck fits that mantra right he's the he's the anti kind of fletcher cox with the big ego and they yeah. just jet set it a safety that has a big ego. So, you know, for a team that's got a bunch of money to spend, they could probably spend worse than giving Dennis Gardeck what he's owed, five million bucks, being a locker room gel glue guy, and then helping some of these young pass rushers along. I, I have no issue with it. Now he's got to perform. He had the sack in the first preseason game. Like, let's see him do some things on Sunday because I I do have high expectations for this group now. Like, can you pressure Sam Howell if it looks like? At what at times it did last year for Vance Joseph these first couple of weeks, we're going to be critical of him. But for yeah. now, I defer to Gannon and Rollis 100%. Well, the injuries to, you know, Ajay Sanders, who's on the IR, and then we'll see if uh, BJ Ujulari can play uh, a snap, you know, large snap count, um, yeah. you know, the rest of the way or just to, right out of the gates. That's yeah. going to be important. Uh, and, and, but Dennis Gardeck, in, in the meantime, that's great, man. I mean, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with what Michael's saying here. Gardeck using every ounce of his skill. Mm-hmm. It's amazing work ethic. Absolutely. And then, uh, but Bo, don't get, don't forget McCoy and Simmons. Johnny got those two LOL. Yeah. You know what? We'll give Johnny credit, I guess, for those. You know, why I got those, those right. Cause somebody, yeah. cause somebody I trust told me that like nobody was, <laughs> I was fair, fair or not. I wasn't asking about Dennis Gardeck. I should have, but he, he rocked it this off season. Yeah. Good for Dennis and, and good for, Good for Gannon and Rollis for for keeping them around. Quick programming note, Johnny. Uh, the All Purpose with Greg Dortch. The debut is being pushed to tomorrow. We're gonna oh. get him in here. Saul Bookman, myself. We're gonna sit down with, of course, PHX in Cardinals playmaker Greg Dortch tomorrow. So the debut he just gets pushed one day. So we'll continue on here with PHX Cardinals. Uh, we got the depth chart, some takeaways as far as that goes. But Dennis Gardeck is is you know one of the starting edge rushers. We'll get into the rest of the depth chart as well. But everybody's crushing the chat today. Keep bringing the heat. I love heat. That's this show is all about the heat. Uh, Zio Didi, I hope I'm pronouncing your first name right. Four ninety nine super chat. Thank you so much for this comment. Thanks PHNX for a tremendous job this off season. Listen, it was a lot of fun because of all of you. I mean, you think back. I don't want to do a big reflection piece here, Bullbrock, but I might. Back to January when we were just, we couldn't sleep because Cliff Kingsbury had a press conference scheduled when everybody assumed he was going to be fired, right? And you talked to everybody off that ledge, that final postgame show, like, you know what, Steve Wilkes, he had a press conference too. Can we just take a breath? And then ever since then, this fan base has not looked back, navigating the waters of Sean Payton Gate and the situation with Austin Ford being hired all through the draft process and what Austin Ford was able to do, the D-hop trade saga, Isaiah Simmons and Colt McCoy no longer being on the team. Right. It it was a monumental offseason, I think, for the better, long-term. We'll see how this team looks this fall, but 
Uh, it's only because of all of you. You guys crushed it this offseason. We can't wait to go on this journey with you during the 2023 NFL season. I mean, more things that you were right about. I mean, as far as we got the screen cap from Hard Knocks where Michael Bidwell is in the locker room and he's looking at, you know, his his head coach with hanging his head post another just bad loss yeah. that uh i mean there was no coming back from that and then like the the idea there were there were like major nfl insider reporters that were saying vance joseph was poised to be the next head coach of this like and we weathered that storm all along the way we we'll continue Did to we do ever. that with with the misinformation uh but yeah we got a Gardeck thing wrong. Our, our, our uh, you know, it wasn't a source. You thing. didn't. I, I, I didn't love him. Yeah. Look but at Roscoe betting on the cards this weekend. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Do it now. Roscoe got that sweet, sweet number. I bet money line plus two forty. That's not my DraftKings pick of the week. It's something even tastier. And in the meantime, do it. Gamble, dabble with our friends at DraftKings. Oh man, that sweet, sweet promo code PHNX. It's back, baby. Can you believe it? Seven months without an NFL game. It's crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you an offer you can't afford to miss this week. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets back instantly when you bet just a five spot. That's 200 for a, a mere five spot. Again, hooking everybody up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day. It's like Christmas morning in September. Check out the app. It's a call to action. Download it. Use that bonus code PHNX to sign up. New customers, again, can take advantage. 200 in bonus bets for a mere $5. That's promo code PHNX. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, it's 1-877-H-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Um, again, help is available. 888-789-777. Bonus bets expire seven days after they issue. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. My DraftKings. Pick of the week. It's not the Cardinals money line, although I like that. I really do. Joshua Dobbs, any time touchdown, <laughs> plus 1,800, inject it into my gambling veins, plus 1,800. I love it. 100 bucks on that is $1,800 payout with our friends at DraftKings. Again, did you see the magic man, David Blau, in the red zone during the preseason? <laughs> Boop. Run it in touchdown right now. Do it. Joshua Dobbs, anytime touchdown. Make yourself money with DraftKings. Oh, and it's going to be, it's as far as the fads, the the Philly under center QB sneak, you think that's not coming with JG from Philadelphia? That's absolutely going to happen. Especially love in the strike. I love it, Tyler. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a little riskier than, than what you're saying, but uh, I'm a little chicken shittish with the uh, with with the betting on that one. Yeah, the anytime so. tutty for Joshua Dobbs, but look, your betting future is so bright. You need to get yourself some premium polarized shades to protect your your eyes because yeah. that that betting future is so bright. Do it with Shady Rays. Take advantage of fifty percent off two or more 
uh, premium polarized sunglasses right now. Two more pairs of that at ShadyRays.com. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their full selection. Look at those sunglasses. Unbelievable. They're matched up with any of the bigger brand uh, sunglasses out there, and they've got and been backed by this lost and broken replacement uh, situation that they got set up. You can get a brand new pair, no question ask. You break them, you lose them, they're going to replace them. ShadyRays.com. Check out what they have, their full product line. Take advantage of that promo code phnx get 50 percent off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses check out for yourself sunglasses rated five stars by over 250,000 people i'm gonna make that bet this weekend that i wear my shady rays all throughout the valley because they are the best sunglasses i have ever had Woo, we're off to a phenomenal start here on a football tuesday johnny venerable bobrock and you know just before the show went live we got a sneak peek into <laughs> i'm going to download that DraftKings for that bet what mr spacely see people aren't educated outside of this group in this podcast they wouldn't know that joshua dobbs yeah. is wholeheartedly going to start they wouldn't know that the cardinals are going to run their quarterbacks and sneak it under center that cards be going to be the richest fans but i i just there's there's money to be had on this team yeah. whether or not it's with the money line i every week i'm not sure but we're here to educate, not only on the Cardinals, but on how to bet on the Arizona Cardinals. Look, they're they're not favored, of course, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app in what? any of their games. Any of their games. Uh, so you can make some money on some of those where I think they are going to cover at least. Uh, and then maybe have some sweet, sweet money line victories. It's going to be unreal. Um, but now we know kind of which way this coaching staff is leaning as far as some of these players of course we got the 53 we've got the 16 man practice squad uh and we've got a first depth chart now of the cardinals 2023 season let's take a look at it johnny we got that fun little or at the quarterback position but outside of that uh pretty cut and dry hollywood brown is wide receiver one he's going to be probably your primary what we'll call him X. Uh, we got DJ Humphreys right there at left tackle. Elijah Wilkinson outright won the left guard spot early in camp. Yelda Frodeholt has held on for dear life, but now is thriving at the center position. Will Hernandez at the right guard spot. He's the usual name there. And of course, sixth overall pick. Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. I saw an interesting stat about this, uh, this offensive line, Johnny. It was from... Uh, the in the trenches or trench warfare uh, oh. breakdown. They got their 2023 offensive line almanac, and the Arizona Cardinals have the uh, second most, I just guess you would call it, experience in the NFC West. But then they are the second most youthful offensive line in the NFC West. So youth and experience, you like both of those, and they're the second heaviest offensive line in the division as well. Like it. Zach Ertz, depending on if he comes back or not, he's tight in one. Rondell Moore is your starting slot receiver. And then, oh, look at this. Rookie wide receiver Michael Wilson is uh, starting opposite Hollywood Brown at outside receiver. And then there's that uh, pesky quarterback competition. Joshua Dobbs or Clayton Toon. And then RB1, James Conner on the offensive side. Well, 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 look who's starting an outside receiver who should have been starting for weeks now. Oh, wait, he has been. Um, pour one out for Zach Pascal. I like Zach Pascal. Good dude, special teamer. Get out of the way. He's going to be in there on running down. He's going to be in there. Yeah. uh, The primary blocking receiver for sure. My Michael Wilson does not leave the field folks. I like Michael Wilson. And I've, I'll put my stamp on this right now. I love Hollywood Brown, 
Michael Wilson's going to be this team's primary pass catching target by the end of the year. I'll stake my reputation on that. They have a favoritism toward bigger receivers. We know that this is a guy they've drafted. They're going to develop like th- this kid's going to put up really nice numbers for a rookie third round wide receiver. I, I think in the neighborhood of like seven, 800 yards, six, seven touchdowns, he's going to be a guy that everybody is talking about over the course of the year. He'll have some lapses, but not leaving the field. That's what that tells me. It's like, you know, say what you want about this receiving core without DeAndre Hopkins. It's not ideal, right, in some aspects. But this young man from training camp, OTAs, minicamp, rookie minicamp, has been one of the best players on the team. I asked Bo Brock, we were training camp deep into the, the offseason. And I'm like, is is he are they he and Paris Johnson Jr. like already top 12 players on the roster? Well, they're starters right now. So they're one of the best 11 on offense and then one of the best 11 or excuse me, 22 on the team. So it's like, I, I think Michael Wilson is a top 15 player for the Cardinals right now today. And I think the man you, I just mentioned Paris Johnson jr. Is a top 10 player for the Cardinals right now. I think he's going to solidify himself as the blue chipper that we all expect him to be. The rookies really highlight this first step chart. I went back to last year's inactives for game one against Kansas city my eyes were burning, right? Yeah, why'd you no, do that? <laughs> well, because I, I like to torture myself. No Trey McBride. Remember, he was an active that day. We're walking yeah. into the facility. What, no Trey McBride? What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. No Majay Sanders? Everybody remembers how that game looked. Stark contrast to this year. And what I will say, everybody was asking, you know, is this going to be a good draft class? I don't know if these guys are going to be great long-term. But this is something that I was always told about draft classes in today's NFL. You shoot for everybody being great, right? That's not realistic. Can you get one pro bowler, two starters additionally, and two additional guys who can be depth players. Well, look at that first depth chart. What does that tell you? The sixth overall pick has not blinked since he got here. Then you've got, I don't know, a wide receiver starting that was a late third rounder and another young man, Bo Brock, starting defensively. I I would say that's a pretty good track record for this draft already. I know the Cardinals people think aren't going to be very good, but I love where this group is trending from April to now. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, as far as seeing first year players and the opportunities that they're going to receive, but also that they've earned like Paris Johnson Jr. has not given anybody any reason to second guess him holding down that right tackle spot. And then Michael Wilson's ascent has been something special from OTAs through training camp preseason to now. Uh, he's been one of their best receivers and has earned a starting nod. And then, as you said, let's take a look at the defensive side, the entire depth chart here for the Arizona Cardinals going into uh, Washington. Uh, two guys up front, LJ Collier and Lucky Fotu. When we talk about a relatively unknown uh, off- or defensive line, those are the two guys that have uh, kind of earned those spots. So is led better guys that have been disruptive, been pushing around imposing offensive linemen, getting their hands up and batting down balls. Then the two edges that we were mentioning, you know, in Dennis Gardeck, how much they love his versatility, not only getting after the passer, but coverage. And of course, Zabin Collins getting that chance immediately with the position change. He's opposite Gardeck at the outside linebacker spot. And then Kazir White, Josh Woods, Surprise over Chris Barnes, but Woods, you know, a guy who's been primarily a special teamer, he's getting the chance first crack as far as being the other inside linebacker, off-ball linebacker for this Cardinals team. And then there's Keytrell Clark opposite Marco Wilson starting as the outside corner. Uh, Talk to Nick Rollis today about Keytrell Clark, and it's just that competitiveness uh, that that he brings each and every every play in practice and in the game. And then, of course, just his motor 
It's nonstop. And we've heard that from guys on the offensive side of the football. Michael Wilson, very complimentary. Uh, Greg Dorch, very complimentary. Keetrell Clark. And then the two most proven commodities on this defense, the back end, your safeties, Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. I love some of these comments in the chat. Roscoe saying, love that underdog feeling. Absolutely. This Cardinal team historically has been so bad as a heavy favorite coming into seasons. They are 100% completely flying under the radar. I'm sure they love that. Dana in the chat, over 50% turnover. This is a whole new team. Our D may struggle a bit, but with the culture, they will be fighting with heart every game. This this defense, I think, you know, the offense, in my opinion, you can find a lot to like. The defense, particularly in the front seven, is going to be a, a focus point for, for most opposing teams this year of where they can exploit this team. And so guys are going to have to step up. You're, you're going to have to hope and pray that guys like LJ Collier can continue their really solid preseason into the regular season, not worry about being a former first-round bust of the Seahawks, just being a, a spot starter, a nice player for the Cardinals. Can Zayvon Collins replicate what he did in the first two preseason games? That's That remains to be seen. I, I hope so. And then because you're White and Josh Woods, like they're going to set the tone. Josh Woods, friend of this program, like I can't wait to see that guy deliver big hits on Sunday. So you know they're going to be well coached. And we've talked about this time and time again. I have I have no concerns about this team over the course of a 17-game season being in the right position, right? Having the right pre-snap reads. Are they athletic enough and talented enough to make the plays when things go off script and you're facing a franchise quarterback? That's the, going to be the most difficult thing. Or if you have a plus offensive line, hammering you know running backs at you 25 30 times a game there are going to be times this year Bo where this defense starts to wear down not because they're not well coached but because maybe the talent is lacking so what I was really encouraged by on both sides of the ball during the preseason is how well they were situated pre-snap the penalties were not there a la Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph and if you can if you can be well coached with this with this team and I believe they they're going to be you're going to be able to, to to hang in games you're not supposed to. And I, goodness, they're a seven-point dog on Sunday. I think it starts this weekend at Washington. Yeah, it's it's going to come down to is Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon in this defense, are they going to be able to expose Washington, that offensive line, which is is kind of a it's, – it's a tough spot for them right now. I don't think yeah. they were able to figure it out through training camp and preseason and really find five guys that you can really rely upon to keep – Sam Howell to have a, a consistent pocket. And if that defensive front can be disruptive or rival what they had in preseason week one. Now I know it's it's tough to take what transfer what happens in preseason to you know the regular season, but if if Collier, foe two, led better, uh throw in maybe uh Carlos Watkins can can kind of really disrupt what's going on up there and then have that rotation of pass rushers get in there like Zayvon Collins, what we saw in sample size, that's going to be a big, big, big factor in what this team's going to do defensively. Now, if, if they get to where it's just hat on a hat and you've got clean pockets for Sam Howell, he becomes a completely different quarterback and you see where he was successful in his preseason time and in that finale against the uh, Cowboys last year. What's the area you look at the depth chart, either side of the ball, that gives you the most concern? Like by the time they kick off on Sunday, and you can't say mm -hmm. quarterback, by the way, oh, what okay. position group um, that you look at for this team and you're like, man, I just, I don't know about this group heading into Sunday. Um, I mean, as far as depth goes, you know, the interior, the offensive line, there's just beyond your starters. You just, 
you, you've got Froholt, you've got Wilkinson, and you've got Will Hernandez. That was going to be my answer, too. Any of those three guys go down. Listen to these guys. Cardo O'Donnell, you just signed him. L. Manning, you just signed him. He's a six-round rookie out of Hawaii. Tristan Colon behind Froholt. I mean, Keith Ishmael. Like, these are guys... If they were sitting right next to me, I don't know if I'd... And I go to practice, I don't know if I'd recognize them because they're so new to this team. And sure, there's... You look at the tape and you like... Uh, Monty Ossifort clearly liked it, and that's a strength of Monty Ossifort, and you hope that one of those guys pans out. But, like, right now, there's just a lot of concern there if one of the front, you know, the starters goes down. Surprising that Marquise Hayes did not survive the final cuts. He's on the practice squad. I wonder if he makes his way back up onto the roster at some point this year. I, I'd probably say yes. Uh, I would agree with you. I think the interior is a concern because I, I think they, they're going to operate okay in their front seven. I think that Washington is limited enough with their offensive line. They're going to have some matchups that they like, whereas, I mean, Josh Dobbs, needs a clean pocket. I mean, that goes without mm-hmm. saying. He needs a running game with James Conner. Will Hernandez yelled to Frode, he'll go down. I mean, that, that could get ugly fast. We saw it last year with Kyler Murray when that offensive line began to deteriorate. So it, it's worth watching. It's also worth watching. We're going to talk about the quarterback situation ahead of Sunday and give, us, uh, give you our thoughts as it relates to what exactly is going on with this and or BS as it relates to Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. We're going to, we're going to cut to... Cut to the skinny for you. But in the meantime, I'm here to tell you about our friends at Splash Sports. It's football season, which means PHNX has a weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor contest for everybody that participates for real money. Take your take your winnings off of our many sports books and go and dabble with Splash Sports. Head to splashsports.com slash PHNX. There's a link in the description. Sign up now. Deposit a little coin, just five bucks to enter, and you can be a part of the PHNX Weekly NFL Pick X Contest and the PHNX Survivor Contest. The more you enter, the larger the prizes. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so keep that link handy. If you want to do it yourself, you want to run your own contest, well, sign up to be a commissioner. Run through right in that link below and earn money for the contest you're already running with friends and family. Head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX to join in. Again, we've got different contests coming out, so make sure to keep that link handy and uh, we're stoked to play against you all over this course of the NFL season. Yep, and uh, we've got a new partner that we're pumped about as well, Wink and Countdown. you got to get in on Wink and Countdown because they're only available in Arizona and a few other states outside of that here in the United States. Wink and its sister product, Countdown. Wink is a seltzer. It's got a hint of THC. You don't want to miss out on this. You got to check it out. Seltzers are unbelievable, of course, taking over the uh, beverage game these days. It's the perfect THC CBD balance, that gold ratio that everybody's looking for. Wink, check it out right now. You got that balance, light and social, bubbly enough to work the room, but also enough to just chill out. Be the chillest guy in the room as well. That, that those are That's a good combination, Johnny. And then you got Countdown. Get ready for liftoff. It's the uh, sister product to Wink. You got the nano emulsion of cannabis infused. It's the beverage that delivers the sky-high blast of powerful flavor, only available in seven states, available in 2.5 and 5 milligram cans. Find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at Sunday Goods Dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're in 12 states nationwide. Wink is. uh, Get your hands on it. Check out drinkwink.com. That's drinkwink.com, D-R-I-N-K, W-Y-N-K dot com, drinkwink.com.
you saw on the depth chart that Joshua Dobbs is listed as an <clears throat> or starter to Clayton Toon. Dobbs' name is list, listed first, Bo Brock. You had a chance to talk to Drew Petzing. What did the offensive coordinator have to say with this full quarterback <clears throat> competition that we know the 250 peeps in this chat know is not a real thing? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't Clayton Toon starting on Sunday be the biggest upset of the offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's not. that's why it's not happening. Like yeah. there's no think about the logic. That's why I'm saying right? that would be that would be the how large the upset is. I mean, it would be 16 taking over one. Um, as far as what Drew Petzing said, I tried to and I and I kind of foreshadowed on this on on the audio only podcast. Like, what's going to be the the reps in practice? Is there are they really going to give? Clayton Toon starter reps and you know Drew Petzing said well I'm not going to tell you any of that that would pretty much probably you know any any secret that they're trying to keep it would it would pretty divulge all that so um I think that it's going to be a Dobbs probably just mere speculation but it's got to be in the short time he's got to get up to speed it's got to be Dobbs all the way in the three practice days leading up to the regular season opener, I would think. But Petsing wouldn't say anything otherwise. Dual reps. They would announce dual reps if that's what they were doing. I, why wouldn't they? It's, that's what right. they've been doing with Clayton Toon and, and Colt McCoy once upon a time because they're not doing that. Joshua Dobbs is starting Sunday for the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody who's followed this podcast knows that that's been the case since they acquired him. What, three Thursdays ago? You do not trade for him and bring him in abruptly if you're not going to play him week one. Like you would just keep Clayton Toon and maybe Jeff Driscoll active. I don't know, behind Clayton Toon. Like Clayton Toon was given every chance to overtake Colt McCoy. And while he looks superior, it, it also was not, and you've put this well, Bo, in the past, like he didn't win the job. He was just better than Colt McCoy. And that's not a knock on Clayton Toon. He's a fifth round rookie. I mean, for a team that's, you know, rebuilding right now, they needed somebody who had a familiarity with Drew Petzing. He was in Cleveland with him last year. He was in Tennessee with Monty Austin Ford. He is coming to start week one for the Arizona Cardinals. He will be your presumed starter pending struggles until Kyler Murray comes back sometime after he's activated off of the pup list. And that starts this weekend. You've mentioned it many, many times. While I tried to argue for Clayton Toon, just out of pure exhaustion of watching Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, the reasons that you couldn't start Clayton Toon in June are relevant right now today. I don't care if Joshua Dobbs has been here for two weeks. Clayton Toon against Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy, like I don't, I don't want to see that when I've got somebody who started and won games in the NFL, and again has a familiarity with this offense. So I, I understand what they're doing. They're playing the little foe, who's battle, yeah. who's going to start. We're keeping any competitive toes. edge. They're going to try to take it. Any, I mean, that's what you're going to get from this team. Like they're not just going to, they're not just going to uh, omit any kind of edge that they can get competitive just because it seems silly to you know the the fan base or silly in the press they don't they're gonna take it and that's what they're doing right now can i can i just say something too about like the the stuff with the press <clears throat> jonathan gannon does not follow any of this he does not care like definitively I, he has no idea what's happening no. with that clip from social media he doesn't care about what people think about how he operates all he cares about is winning games and yeah. this franchise the betterment of this franchise so like it's like it's cool to be a hipster on Twitter. I think of myself in that realm. I make fun of people. We laugh at people all the time. Like Gannon does not give two shits about that. And that and that's what like the great. You think Kyle Shanahan's on Twitter? You think Sean McVay? You think Pete Carroll's on Twitter? No, none of this matters. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's the madman. Uh, it's the madman 
meme where the guy yeah. says to John Hamm, you know, you're sad or whatever. He says, I don't think about you at all. That, <laughs> that that's is, not that a very much, Yeah. I you mean, got a fire he, in your gut. That's right. Right. I mean, he, he's going to do what he thinks is the best way to motivate his guys. Also let them know what, what's going on. And that, that was what that was. I mean, he's going to go talk and have the enthusiasm of just getting, landing his dream job and talking to his players for the first time and Rondell Moore and pew, pew, pew and shots, explosives. He's going to do that because he thinks that that's, that's how he's going to connect. He's with authentic. That's who he is. Yeah, it's not a it's not Alex a facade. He's authentic, enthusiastic. That because people think that's lame, but at the same time, that's what drives a lot of successful people and leaders. Like sometimes they have people have to have uh, an over the top way to connect to their audience and, and, and inspire guys. So I I don't you know it's great that he doesn't give a shit about it. I saw somebody in the chat. Let me pull it up here. Brent saying I bet Cliff was checking out his social media mentions. Listen. Like you know what? I, it was actually opposite of that. Uh, we we I remember Cliff Kingsbury saying that he had like uh several step process, like even the positive stuff, it was tough to get to Cliff because he would have people vet things before they got to him. Too busy working late, never seen the sun at his uh <laughs> place in Paradise Valley. Um yeah, I I'm excited for for Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollins and Drew Petsy because the expectations are so low. Like I I can I of my adult life this there have never been lower expectations for this franchise going into the season. I I can't if if they have been I can't remember to be a, an underdog in every game including every game you have at home and in division with the LA Rams like you like they're playing with house money every single week and it starts this Sunday. You think like everybody in Washington saying you better win, Ron. You better take care of business. Hey, Eric Bieniemy, you ever want to be an NFL head coach? You better put up thirty plus points. The Cardinals are terrible. They're tanking. The longer the Cardinals hang in games and it starts Sunday, the more people are going to sweat. The insecure coaches and players around the NFL are going to pee down their leg and they're not going to succeed. And yeah. then, like they're, the mm. ultimate spoiler, I know mm. you want to be the hunter. You're, excuse me, the hunted, not the hunter. That's not the Cardinals this season. Yeah. The Cardinals are going into every single game expected to get their ass kicked. And these are proud NFL players and coaches. The margin for error in the NFL is razor thin, as is the talent talent gap most weeks. Like they're they're gonna be fine. People running with agendas, that's because you know, this franchise has been in the news for all the wrong reasons before Austin Ford and Gannon showed up. So it just comes with the with the territory. Jacob Galloway, how'd you get to work, Bo? Take the car, take a bus. You have fire in your gut. Yeah, I do you have fire in my gut. I had a hundred beers over the weekend at fantasy drafts, and I'm I'm not as young as I once was. I think it might be heartburn. I don't know what it is. I it's I do have that fire in my gut, but it's for a different reason. Uh yeah. You took your took your truck to work. The truck that I have <laughs> have trouble getting into because it's so much far off the ground. You don't have a driving that truck. You don't have a fire in your gut. No, no, no. You're you're pampered. That's I drive that big life. truck to overcompensate for other things. That's a that's a privileged life. There's there's no fire there. Deuce in the chat. He gets it. Johnny hitchhiked to work. He has a fire in his, absolutely. You know, you guys know what I drive. My car. It's like twenty. It's twenty fourteen. Whatever. It's got over hundred thousand miles on it. That's you know what. That's blue collar, baby. This is a blue collar podcast. And Johnny again is my blue collar coach. Uh, Jacob in the chat sounds like Johnny needs insoles. Listen. I, I'm not gonna say I've never worn insoles before. I don't currently wear insoles though. Listen, it just that's why I love doing this podcast. 
uh, because you know can't really get a height differential. And then Bo and I are in studios on Sunday with our guy BG, and it's it's a tough yeah. it's a tough look. Our guy Brian BA did Bo draft better than Kime. You bet your sweet ass I did. Did Johnny at our at our workshop? Hey. Yeah, I, I had a good. I had Damon Dog, of course, new uh, executive producer All of the right. show. He I'm was there too. He that. had a solid performance. I think of the three pieces of this of this Stop. show. Stop it right now. Johnny had the most time like draft by far. Okay, I took some gambles on guys. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna read my <laughs> some fans small school guys. I didn't yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andy Isabella's on my Saint team. Uh, season. <laughs> but listen, Justin Fields is my quarterback. Saquon uh-huh. Barkley. I did take Cam Akers late. That was that was forced. CeeDee Lamb. You guys love CeeDee Lamb. Debo, Kyle Pitts. Like that. That's a solid squad. Am Is I it? right? And then I took here as a as a an odd or a nod to to our franchise quarterback. My last pick of the draft was spent on Kyler Murray. So everybody should give me applause you. for doing that. I have not seen Kyler in any other Insert draft. High school name rules. That's what you just did there. Hey, I got I just, Kyler, everybody. You just won I'm the, wearing my won the le- I'm wearing, rally. I'm wearing my Letterman jacket after high school. That's what that was. Um, Is it better than good. Lamar Jackson, Jackson B. John Robinson, uh, Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Darren Waller? Yes, it is better. My team oh, is, is better than yours. I will okay. finish ahead of you. <laughs> okay. Will, will do. Don't talk to me like that. Yeah, I finished ahead of you last year. Who's throwing to pits? Doesn't matter. He's elite. <laughs> I although I think Pitts and Justin Fields were on Bo's team last year and Bo almost got less. That, yeah, I learned my lesson. You haven't. Trey McBride's available. We could get Trey McBride. All right, we're gonna talk more about this game here in a second. But first I want to remind everybody, uh, it's illegal to have this much fun, maybe, but it's not illegal to enjoy premium beverages with our friends at Legal Pete's patio beers are back. I went outside this weekend and my skin didn't melt off for the first time in like three months which means it's time to go to Illegal Pete's right after work and start sipping on those sweet, sweet margaritas, the strongest in Arizona, irresistible drinks, mouth-watering food that will fill your heart's desire. How about filling your belly with bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos? They've got custom cocktails, beers. When I'm not watching our sweet baby Cardinals, I'm going to watch pro football at Illegal Pete's because guess what? The happy hour, it's five hours long every single day at all locations including the hot spot here in phoenix 12 locations illegal pizza the go-to spot for burritos buddies beer for the last 28 years and counting we love you legal pizza can't wait to get some asap we love everybody in our uh, members only discord the only way you access that you become a diehard go phnx.com phnxlocker.com uh talk about more access to to more great things how about our diehards only fantasy football league i think we're doing our draft tomorrow another draft that johnny can kime all over himself again uh it's gonna be fun to see how that goes down but the only way you get yourself together (laughs) (laughs) who's laughing uh but yeah the only way you get access to that of course you become a uh diehard and you get access to the discord and you can join our fantasy football league and all the other great things we got going on there and and like you get access to the entire website go phnx.com and you get that free shirt free hat uh for the year you can use it on the greg dort shirt uh this year or in future years as well become a diehard today you don't want to 
drag your feet on that any longer. Become a diehard and join all the action here that we got going on at PHNX. Big things going on, not only at PHNX. I saw our friends over at DMVR Broncos. They added Patrick Sertain to their roster. We got Greg Dortch. Our NFL roster gets deeper here at All City. PHNX DMVR, excited about all the things going on for this upcoming football season. Uh, your premier pregame, halftime, postgame show is with uh, the gentleman that you see here each and every football Sunday. I'm Johnny Kime time. No, that's not that's not the case, Michael. I can't even get through my my plug of the show because I see Kime and I have PTSD. Um, I wonder where Steve and the folks at Arizona are doing after after last week. Surprised Johnny didn't take Michael Wilson. I did take Michael Wilson. I did draft him. Uh, he was my second to last pick, Dylan, because I am committed to the brand, the brand right here and the brand at PHNX. Uh, hey, hey, Obo, that was wild. It's a wild show today. It's football season. Your boys are giddy. Um, all right. So uh, looking ahead to Sunday, um, Cardinals are a seven-point dog. Washington, we don't know the status of Scary Terry McCullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Howell's thrown one career touchdown pass. Yet everybody, and we talked about it last week, nobody's picking the Cardinals to win. If one thing has to happen for the Cardinals mm-hmm. to win, Bo, what, what is it? Yeah, you got to make Sam Hell look like the inexperienced quarterback that he is and and really kind of put the pressure on from your unknown defensive line. Like Nick Rollis, your young up-and-coming defensive coordinator, needs to uh, just show what Jonathan Gannon saw in him as a linebacker's coach and, and really made sure he brought him along with him from Philadelphia and, and why Philly was pissed off so much that those tampering charges really became uh, something, a, a storyline this offseason. So, you know, that that Rollis be enemy game of chess. I, I want to see Rollis win that. And, you know, I'm not completely sold on Eric B enemy. I think he had a lot of, uh, it, you know, maybe, you know, was on third base, born on third base, kind of that Ryan Day style where he had Patrick Mahomes. He also had Andy Reid in that uh, offensive room in Kansas City. It's, that's not what he's working with in Washington, you know, so he's really going to have to, he, he, if he proves himself, he's going to have an opportunity week one, but Nick Rollis to, to ruin that, make sure it's not against the Cardinals out of the gates. Uh, I'm with the folks in the chat. You win the turnover battle, you're winning this game, or at least have a chance to win it. As Brent said, uh, pressure how, according to free matter for the blind, uh, Dylan Richards, does Jacoby Brissett, the backup to Sam Howell, knowing Petsing's system, give Washington's defense an advantage. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I I mean, they've got all the tape. Rivera's a really great defensive coach. Um, is he a great head coach? I don't know. Uh, but the Washington's defense is, is no joke. I, I do think, though, if if the Cardinals' defense, which I don't think it's nothing that Jonathan Gannon knows Washington's, you know, the Giants and the Cowboys' offense and, and had success. I don't think that's nothing. <clears throat> I, I think that that's about as much of, of an advantage as somebody like Brissett being able to chirp in, in their head coaches here. I think I think they're similar. They almost cancel each other out. So the defense can hang man and be resilient like they were, God for, for forgive me, like in the preseason when they maybe they gave up a touchdown or two early and it's like, no, we'll just steady the waters here. You make adjustments. I think the Cardinals can win this game. I think they can force Sam Howell into situations he's not comfortable with. He's seeing a lot of this stuff new. They kept it very vanilla. You know, I was told in the preseason, a lot of teams do. So, I mean, like the Cardinals have the kind of firepower with Hollywood Brown and their tight ends and James Conner to score touchdowns. But they have to find a way, in my opinion, to limit the amount of, you know, 
10, 12 play drives and and flip field position where maybe they start with the ball on their own like 40-yard line or 45 or 50-yard line and boost Joshua Dobbs' confidence. I think if you're asking Joshua Dobbs to start in his own 10 or 15 and you want to get points, that's just that's asking too much at this point. Maybe in a month from now you can do yeah. that, but not right now. Uh, I mean, really what made JG and what got him to the head coaching ranks from defensive coordinator was, you know, he limited the explosives, took the football away, and he caused, you know, wreaked havoc in the backfield against opposing quarterbacks. I mean, 17 or 70 sacks is an absurd number. Um, and, you know, I know that you're not dealing with the same caliber of talent, but if, if you can kind of tap into that at all, if they can take the ball away early from Sam Howell, I mean, they can really, really change and flip the script uh, on what people and how they perceive this this team right out of the gates. AZ fan, 1998, friend of the program. Thank you so much. $2 super chat. Keytrail is going to get a pick in his first start. That would be against uh, Johan Dotson. That would be a hell of a pick. You assume Marco Wilson is going to be against Terry McLaurin if, if Terry does play, and they've got Curtis Samuel, obviously, in the slot, which – you would assume that's going to be Antonio Hamilton. If Keytrail Clark has a good game against Johan Dotson, what a boost for his confidence that will be because Dotson looks good entering year two out of Penn State. Yeah, he's kind of the trendy guy right now, right? I mean, there's questions around Terry's health. He, he's no doubt about it. They're wide receiver one, but if, if they're at full strength and it's Scary Terry and it's Johan Dotson, who's the trendy guy who everybody's picking up in fantasy football and you see the route running ability uh, and, and, you know, obviously he's, he's kind of, he reminds me of a younger DeAndre Hopkins kind of, and, and just his, his, where he is already in running routes as far as how he secures the football, maybe not as big as, as D hop was maybe gives a, a few inches there, but you know, he's not like the, the best athlete either. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't run a four, four. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it's, if he's wide receiver one, that changes his game as well. Uh, yeah. but then, you got those. You got those running backs too. Um, and, and I don't know which direction they're going to go. If they're going to go more Brian Robinson, or if they're going to go Antonio Gibson. If if the preseason is any indication, you know they like Gibson, who who kind of fell out of favor with the previous coaching or play caller. So those are two guys I think you got to keep tabs on as well. Uh, and and with the defensive line, like when we were talking about this going in the training camp, an unknown and in one of the weaker units in the league. And I think guys like Foto and, and Watkins and of course Ledbetter and, and Collier, if they can step up and keep them from getting gashed and, and turning into like second and short, third and short, or, you know, not putting them in third and long situations. You know, I, I think that, 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 be, that makes their job a lot easier. I just can't get off my soapbox enough about, the fact that the Cardinals hang around in this game, they're going to win this game. If this is a one possession game in the third or fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and you have allowed belief to seep in for the Cardinals, like we can play with these guys. We're NFL players. Like Zach Ertz, I've won super. I've won a Super Bowl. Like James Conner, I scored twenty touchdowns in this league. Like we can, we can do this. It's making believers out of the rest of this roster, and and allowing you know doubt to, to seep in for Rivera and company. I I think this game specifically sets up so well for the Cardinals to upset the commanders. Now, like week two, three and beyond, you know, teams start to figure you out a little bit more. You're trying to play on the fly with some of these rookies. Week one is the week. I think we see the most upsets. Look at the Chicago bears last week, last year, albeit at home in a rainstorm, maybe the most talented team in the San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance at home. 
yeah. in, a, in a game where they, I mean, they had a lot of the same question marks. How are you going to cover Depot and, you know, uh, Brandon Ayuk and, you know, can Justin Fields get it done? Well, they, they ran the football effectively. And I would argue the Cardinals are more talented than whatever the Bears trotted out last year. So if there is a week to be able to, to nab an upset, it's always going to be week one. Look at some yeah. of these spreads this week, but we talked about it on our audio only podcast. Baltimore is a 10 point favorite against the Houston Texans, which we love to see, but that's a huge spread. You know, the LA Rams are, a, I think a touchdown um, underdog against Seattle and Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, can he do it two years in a row? There are some big spreads this weekend. So it's not specific to just the Cardinals. A couple of these teams are going to win outright. That's just how the NFL goes. Yeah. And uh, is everybody going to pick up on the Rams without Cooper Cup and how truly bad that roster is? I mean, obviously the wise guys in Vegas are seeing that, trying to get any kind of action on that game. But they've got Matthew Stafford and Van Jefferson's his wide receiver one. Two, two, two. A little two, two action. What is that supposed to, is that good? Two, two, well. Yeah, I, I understand who he is. Are you just saying his name or you think he's actually a good player? Uh, he's been a training camp darling. Oh, okay. <clears throat> who knows if this is going to translate? Peter, your boy Peter Schrager said he's gonna, he's a breakout player for the Rams. Okay. So. You guys aren't all in on Puka Nakua? <laughs> That's I don't know what that is, Damon. Couldn't couldn't tell you what that what that means or that is. Uh, Mr. Spacey, sign me up for this. I got Wilson Moss and somebody in the red zone Sunday. We previewed it. Um, so the Browns mm-hmm. under Drew Petzing last January went in and I th- put a butt whipping on Rivera and company. Now it was Carson Wentz, 24 to 10. Amari Cooper had a couple touchdowns. Like Petsy knows what what it, what you can do against Rivera's defense. And again, different rosters at the time. I get that different teams, but that's not nothing. Like like they did not have their number. That being Washington. Like Washington to me, you let them get out in the lead and they can run the ball effectively, work off a of play action. Like let's see Sam Howell play from behind. Like God forbid the Cardinals score yeah. early. Like let's that's see big. Sam Howell. That's big. Yeah. Let's see Sam Howell be forced to throw on like third and seven, third and eight. Instead of like third and three, Dinkin and Duncan, or anybody can do that. I think Josh Dobbs is going to do that pretty well on on Sunday. But it's it's about it. It's about getting after the quarterback, protecting yours. At the end of the day, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to be at the BetMGM Sportsbook out there in Glendale, so you can get in on any of the action from the earlier games. We'll be hanging out. We'll be doing our pregame show with our guy BG Britton Golden. Um, and you can get in on the later games, including the Cardinals game. Well, I guess Cardinals are 10 a.m. kickoff. I didn't even think about that. Early day. Get your uh, pumpkin spice cold brews in early. <laughs> get a little caffeinated, and then immediately go from that, watching the game, to your Four Peaks, uh, to your Four Peaks pumpkin porter. Folks, it's it's pumpkin season. It's Cardinal season. We're fired up to celebrate oh, man. with all of you. Come out to BetMGM <laughs> Sunday. And have some nachos with your boys. Watch the Arizona Cardinals in all their glory. You're going to wash those nachos down with your pumpkin spice? Of course. Why wouldn't I? Of course the pumpkin king is. You were kind enough to host our fantasy football uh, draft on Friday. And what did I see? you're ripping my team, you asshole. Right there. What did I see? A little little welcome mat with a pumpkin on it and also some other pumpkin decorations. I wouldn't... I should have never... Overlook that with the Pumpkin King, Johnny Venerable. The Pumpkin King, the Wing King on Sunday <laughs> with our friends at BetMGM. Those are the two things I will partake in are nachos and some wings at BetMGM because they are unbelievable. Come out to BetMGM. 
Listen, my favorite thing on this earth outside of spending time with my kids and my family is watching football, gambling on football, and my sweet, precious Arizona Cardinals kicking off a season. It is fall. It is football time. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Britton Golden, Damon Dog. We're ready to rock it with all of you. In the meantime, <laughs> like and subscribe to this podcast. Check out our audio-only podcast we dropped this morning, as well as the many talented workings of our PHNX faithful here. Here to dominate the coverage of your favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.